Okay, so we're live. Welcome back to the Magic Minds Podcast. I'm Matt Bork. You're watching and listening to the Liberty's number one podcast. Yup, the Liberty's. Yup, the flats on the show today. I'm joined by the fourth boy band member I've ever had in the van or even on the podcast. Mick from Flock of Boards. Mick, what's the crack? Good. All right. How's it going, everybody? Guys, I've asked Mick to come on to another episode of Carpool Therapy. I don't know how therapeutic this episode is going to be. Two fucking lunatics mm. driving around the van. But we're going to just drive around, have the crack, and have the chat. It's just a shared conversation. The end of this month, uh, three years ago, Mick sent me a, a message on Instagram uh, about the work that I do for Magic Minds, the videos I put out there. And it was a fucking lovely message. Uh, you know, the work that I do impact him and his family and the life. And it's just deadly. And you know what? I've been following Mick his, his social media page and then the pandemic and I just think he's a sound lad and I love what he's done over the last few years and we're going to just talk about that and we're just going to talk about the area you know the message he sent me very similar to some of the messages I've got from some of the lads around the area uh, very encouraging and it means a lot you know so I've always wanted to ask him to come on the podcast over the last, I don't know, say about a year. I've been watching him with the flock of boards and I must get him on there. Like, So this is the equivalent to Boys Own when they went on the Late Late Show. Was it dungarees? <laughs> I asked him to wear his dungarees, yeah. but he wouldn't wear them. Wash. <laughs> so yeah, before a flock of boards uh, becomes a worldwide successor, so I better get him on. So look, we better get going. We'll start driving and see where we go. Yeah, go ahead. So look, tell us, uh, what's the crack with Flock of Boards? How are you getting on at the moment? Yeah, we're flying at the moment. Um, last year, obviously, we were in Germany. Yeah. Uh, we got a gig over there in Frankfurt. Um, so yeah, we're, every night we're in, or every Wednesday night in Ryan's from half nine. It's, it's a mad crowd, a uh, great crowd. Um, and then we have a couple of gigs coming up with the UCD ball and things like that. So it's gone good. It's really good. Yeah. For, in a short period. Like, yeah. It's building up really. It went really quick, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kicked off really well. And of course, social media helps as well, you know. It's, you really have to put it out there, don't you, social media? Yeah, well, you have to brand yourself and promote yourself, don't you, sometimes? Yeah. That's kind of do, isn't it? It's kind of, you feel soulless sometimes, but yeah. it's about the way, I, the way I look at it with the Magic Mind stuff. I'm letting people know what I do and what's available, and if it's for you, it's for yeah. you, and it's oh, not. Carry it's on, not. yeah. No, but like, but uh, yeah. So the flock of boards. What happened there was uh, Tommy Fields out of flats. I don't know if you know Tommy there. I don't. When I do be walking in the morning, he's off and walk by yeah, me. Yeah, well, he's not someone you'd say out in the morning. Anyways, no, no, he fucking wouldn't. But he's actually a sound fella. He's uh, so by chance I was around with me cousin's husband. I was literally got to get the guitar. Two years ago, I think this week, um, when I had it, say, three or four weeks, and Carl would have been shown, Carl Fagg would have been shown to cut the cords. Yeah. And I was coming back through the flats, and Tom said, yeah, you, you play the guitar. I said, no, I literally don't play the guitar. I'm starting out, and I said, come up to the sister's house in uh, Tallinn. He says, there's a few lads up there, and I was going, oh, I don't know. Brutal at that stage, you know, like, yeah. still brutal, some people say, but, uh, <laughs> so, we went to Tala and uh, geez, there was, was all sorts of just banjo players, whistle players, uh, Tom, Tom Stanton, the Bowler at the time, great singers as well. So, literally, from just gawking at the lads and YouTube, that's how we met the coming on, you know? Yeah. And Paul is the same. So, originally, there were seven of us in the band. Yeah. And uh, we're down to like a car of three now, and then we one lad comes in, and uh, if he's not available, we get someone else just to fill in before, you know? Brilliant, brilliant. Who are they? So it's yourself, with Paul. It's myself, Paul Redmond. Uh, he's from so he's at it at the same time as me. Yeah. 
Um, and Tommy, Tommy Fields. So it's the three of us would be caught, and then Toy could fill in. And if Toy's not there, we'd get someone else on a banjo or someone on a, another instrument other than the guitar. You know? Yeah. Do you, do you just play covers or do you write your own stuff or what ways it work? Yeah, yeah, see, writing your own stuff, like I tried, I have one or two, but it's, it's very intimate, it's very revealing, like, not, it doesn't even have to be about that, and it, it's, right. it's, like, I have a poem and things like that, that you could make into a song, but it's, it's trying to get a little rhythm to it, you know? Right, so right, mostly right. we do covers, we don't, we're not at the stage where we're singing any of our own songs yet. Right. Um, but I'm sure in time it'll, we'll get to that stage, you know, we're still only, New to this thing. Yeah, like you're New only, to this. You're only a, like, a year, is it? Well, a year gigging, yeah. Yeah, because so it, a year learning, a year gigging. It was very quick. Like I don't think I wasn't expecting to be after a year to be gigging. Not gigging, like do you know what I mean. But down playing in a pub, even like I wasn't. Like he's that jam packing uh, that pub around on Brian's. Brian's. Yeah, yeah. Like I've seen the videos. Yeah, it's great. It's a great night. Like that's we are doing other nights in other places and. You be going from like I think that that can hold four or five hundred people in that. Yeah, place. like and you have a following, haven't you? In yeah, fairness. well, there is, and it's it's a lot of students and that, and they yeah. love it because we do we do a ballad set, and then the second half would be country songs. Like so, as I say, we, some of the songs we played, it's like the equivalent of going into the lamplighter and banging on maniac. So yeah. they hear like Travel <laughs> Soldier, all them songs, they just lose that shit. It's yeah, you know yeah. they really love it, and yeah. that's. But then that's what's saying. So you could be playing in Ryan's for out of maybe three or four hundred like, yeah. and then if you're near another gig and you're in the bar and there's probably 10, 15 it's even soul destroying like, you know because right, you have to get right. used to a big crowd yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but sure look that's it is you know? what did what did one of that comedian was a billboard it's getting used to playing into the abyss you know it's getting like you're putting your heart and soul and you're playing like fucking I've done gigs and you're just throwing it out there and there's nothing coming back yeah. the missus was up there Ryan's were our, our two pads Robbie and Nicky and it was, I think it's the second time she's going to save you. Know, I was even more nervous because she was there, you know. So here, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here I am, belting out the songs and looking over, and she's not even looking up. The song is over, and I'm down the, you know, the last card. Yeah, Still yeah. nothing, and I'm giving a little jangle. I nearly have to beg for an applause. Like she's the way I was. You thought she'd be the one. Ah. Give me a big, you know. Well, <laughs> she was, wasn't even looking. Bet in the conversation, my friends. No, yeah, you know what I mean. What expect? Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. probably sick of listening to me. Like there's times I'm in the sitting room. I get the guitar out, you know, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. all of a sudden the kids are up and they're gone. They all walk out of the room. They're just sick of it, hearing the sound of the guitar. He's gone into the bedroom. She's gone into the kitchen. So yeah. can't blame her, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mental, mm. isn't it? That like as as much as our family loves us, oh, she be sick of me. Sure, yeah, yeah, like, like, you know? yeah she be like, sick of hearing me singing them songs and. I played them that many times when I'm really sick of singing them myself, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like my young one on the stall with me, like, like I've got people coming in and they'll ask certain questions. And I know that I'm possibly saying the same thing and I'm looking around thinking she must be sick yeah. of fucking listening. It's like a rehearsing, but it's not. It's just the, that's just the way it is. Like, yeah, you know? exactly. But come here, do you know what? You started a band, but I started following your stuff around COVID. When COVID yeah. kicked in. Do you know, that's... We want to be talk about COVID, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's so whatever. I was thinking last night because you had said you might mention COVID. And I was going, what would I say? Those COVID was such a different thing for so many people. Like so mental. Like I was living my best life. There was there was an awful lot of people where people dying and all, yeah. and it was horrible. Churches yeah. with a couple. Of, we all know there's churches and five or six people, whatever was allowed in. Yeah. And then you had all that crack when it was genuinely like uh, slowly opening. Uh, vaccine passports and ID and all that crap. Like, and the lad I know, I won't mention names. Yeah. 
runs a pub around the area and he knows this other fella. And your man knows he's a kid. He's going up. Now he had his vaccine passport, but he hadn't got his ID. Yeah. So your man says, say for instance, uh, oh your man, have you got your vaccine passport? Yeah, do you? You got your ID? He says, your ID? I know you since you're 14. This is an older lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you talking about ID? You have to ask call me by my name. Yeah. So that was like the bonkers end of it. Yeah. But when it hit forced, I know we, we were all kind of terrified, but. Yeah. So, yeah. What was going on in the flats was I had seen a video, um, a few girls in Crumlin walk around with a speaker and that. And yeah. We had said something on Facebook going, Tays, well, let the side down here, you know? Yeah. To get the heads together, maybe do something better than that for the flats. Yeah. And one of the girls, the, see, the group of, of the, that was that was it was mostly women and they were the, they were the driving force behind it all to be honest. Yeah. So you'd yourself, Stephen Grogan, then you'd BB Donovan, Lauren O'Boylan. Bill Donovan. Who? Which two? BB Beatrice Donovan. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You'd Kelly and Lisa, and um, Brenda Gilligan. Yeah. I hope not forget anyone. <laughs> but they were the they were the main driving force yeah. behind that. And credit fairness to them. But so one of them had text me says, Yeah, we're having a meeting at the island in the flat. So we went up to remember having a meeting. And they were going, right, get these prizes in here and some amount of money they raised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still had the job, so we were still going out the fences walking. Yeah. Um, they went and they got some serious great prizes. And yeah, yeah. They got the bingo books, done all the organisation, Steve Brown, all the sound. And, yeah. and then, of course, me being a little bit of a show off that I can be at times. Yeah. I think it was Davey said, uh, he'll do a Freddie Mercury. And I says, well, I think someone had done it in Ings M4, to be honest. So it's fucking for a bash, you know what I mean? So he didn't throw a moustache. Actually, I was supposed to get a moustache put on, but I got a lady with much yellow jacket, had the jeans and the white vest. I cut a t-shirt to make it look like a vest. with was in bits. Yeah. And uh, there was no moustache. So there, was, there was black paint down in the in the, the little workshop in the flats, rubbed on my hands. It was like, it was all over me, bottom lip and everywhere. It was yeah. But that was the Freddie Mercury thing, and then it was just, it was great. You're looking down the corner blocking our flats, and there was mostly all the old people there. I remember when it was scary, everyone, yeah. people crossing the road when you're walking down the road, it was mad. Like, but uh, all the old days out in the back, and they were loving it. Like, so I thought that was, I said, that's where I would. And then the spirit in the in the flats, the community spirit. Now that sounds yeah. bullshit and made up, but it really was, and it only lasted for around two hours. Although we'd done about six bingos, you could feel the change after about four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, those things yeah. probably opened back up, and then maybe people were sick of it. The same thing, you know, some some was around singing a few songs, but it was great. I was proud, was I was like, proud to be from the flats when it kicked yeah. off, because I remember when I was working in the hospital, and people could see things were going on in our flats, north side, south side, predominantly a lot of flats. Yeah, yeah. And it was deadly. Well, see, in flats, because you have such a huge amount of people in a short little spot. Yeah, it was like a concert. Yeah, one person could do for two blocks, you know, but with the size of our flats, we, we had to go mobile, so we had to walk around the mic, you know, <laughs> to get everyone in. And I remember people going, you've never come up the back end the last time. I'm like, so you're getting paid for this, you relax. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but like, that's what I'm saying. So my version of COVID was all that, like, it was like a party, like a, like a six month holiday, although I was going to work and coming back. Yeah. But I was coming home and the weather seemed to be great all year round. Like, and it was, yeah, yeah. Next of all, gosh, you fuck, there's nothing else there. We just can't open and you're just there with your speaker. You Greg Stafford on that night. Uh, the weekend, Damien McGillia, Joe McCabe, all these lads, like, they don't live from that gap. It was Yeah, great. and deadly artists, like, you oh, mean, like, brilliant. as a DJ, oh, Greg it. Stafford. I love it. And he's a sound fucker. Wait, uh, Damien McGillia. Yeah, great singer. Yeah, great, great singer. fucking singer. Yeah. 
But then obviously you. Ah, we wouldn't be in the lines of them lads, but but they were they were down like you, you nearly had it lined up. So I think Damien used to do Friday and Joe do Saturday. Then Greg would come on the Sunday afternoon. Sure, you'd be laden, you know. Give me Ah, but here you you made you made your business uh, in COVID to start picking up new skills, and that's what I liked about you. Like you started playing the guitar, like a lot of people found new skills. I, yeah. like during the COVID, I just start making more videos, start putting more work into, you know, uh, the magic minds, the content, because people were struggling around with their mental health. And you were kind of doing the same thing. You were finding your passion. You were finding something that you yeah, love. Like selfish. I was doing that selfish. I wasn't that like what you had saying when we bought the kayaks. Like yeah, that was another thing. So that was a phase. I, I go through everything. Like so, the kayaks, and then I got a drown. But that's what I love Same about thing. it. I love but that. But that wasn't for anyone. That was for me, like yeah. because I, I had time on my hands. I know, as I said, I was still walking through it, but just coming home, I hadn't got to bring the kids to football, go to the pub, thinking there you go, not the advert, follow my next, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. the guitar, what the guitar up beside East. And you taught yourself how to play, right? Mostly, yeah, mostly YouTube. To be honest, it can, it can be done. But I, I was putting the effort in. Man. I was putting like I didn't just wake up after two or three weeks. No. It was, it was I, two or three hours a day. I bought a guitar. No, sorry, I got a guitar off someone, and I got it torn into a left-handed side because I'm obviously left-handed, and I just, I just couldn't do it. I, I didn't put the effort in. You know, it needs a lot of work if you, if you want to do something. You got to put yeah. the hours. And plus, I, my learning, the way I learn. I find it hard to learn off YouTube, or I need somebody actually beside me, show yeah, me. Yeah, well, that's that's going around. To, as I said to Carl, that time would have been great help. Um, and then going up to the the, the kitchen and Tala with Tom, Paul, and the lads. Yeah. Like, a lot of time I was just there looking at them, you know. And then they'd help you out. The lads would go, you know, well here, there's the the cards, and so I used to get on YouTube and we the song out, and then just the cards over it. So if you find a way that works for you, it's not as hard you know yeah it yeah. can be done like and but as you said there right you're saying if you try different things but when we grew up in this area and that's where i like for you and i follow your stuff you're into kayak and you had your drone and all of a sudden you're playing guitar and you were singing fucking freddie mercury and having yeah. a crack but when we grown up there wasn't a lot of options and, and plus your mates wouldn't be slaughtered slaughtered so like, i was telling the lads we so Sorry to interrupt it. No, you're already. It's I was eight then. And you will say that again. I start going out with the missus. You're eight then. Yeah. And she says, well, I said, I love to play the guitar. Yeah. And I got it. And she paid for ten lessons at Temple Bar. Right. So I used to get over there, drive around, travel that guitar, and I'd walk through. I couldn't be seen walking through the thing. Now we went down, done one lesson. Your mom was a big, never weird. We end up not going back. And right. uh, that was the end of the guitar. But I, I would have been embarrassed walking through the park by all the boys with a guitar on your back yeah. the fucking hippies oh, that's the way yeah so that insecurity was still there but like that when you get to about 30 it's just okay yeah like, and that's what I said to you when we started is you send that message to me and it's so important to me people from the area like you send me messages B.O. Mm. fucking John Creighton yeah uh, you may Henno from your job yeah. uh, stop me on the street and say oh, fucking well done on the the, the work that you're doing, uh, geez, you feel them like, and it's it means a lot because years ago, you know, if you not saying them lads, but years ago, your mates, if you started a podcast or you go oh, on talking about your fears and emotions, you'd be absolutely rinsed fucking And there'd be people still rinsing me and probably you from this. So people go, see a man on the podcast, who does he think he is? Like, <laughs> 
don't give a shit. That, that's them. That's on them, like, you know. I don't give a bollocks, yeah. No. Like, even your young Legrone is hair, uh, Ruben, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legrone was hair. I think that's Demi. Yeah. If you're doing that years ago, you'd be fucking I know, I know you'd be there. I just say, and some guy, oh, here's a hair on the head of the bed. Yeah, I'm a. Because <laughs> I'd be prejudging to what people would be thinking, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. nearly on the attack already. Like, but uh, yeah. yeah, he's just like they're, they're all kids. They really are. They're great. Yeah, great kids. Yeah, it's, it's it's mental that like the shift, isn't it? Over the years, that you know, years ago you just get caned, and that's just a that's yeah. just a fear thing. It's boy, other people they don't want any change. You don't want to see you changing because then they look fucking it's crab mentality, isn't it? Like, yeah, do it, do all right yourself, but don't do too well, like, you know. That's the thing, yeah. isn't it? You're grand if you're, you're, you know, you're making a bit of a splash, but then you start becoming anyway it's big. Like, you've lost your nose. Like if you go into your job, like, well, I hate to like this. If you go in, you're, you know, laughing, joking. You'll before the week's out, you'll find a row with someone. But if you go in, you're all bleeding down. People kind of don't feel good about themselves. They're going, yeah, all right, they're willing to help you, you know what I mean? But in some places, <laughs> but if you walk around, you're whistling thing, people try to take you down a peg, or it's just try to drain the energy out of you. Do you reckon? Yes, absolutely. People are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some people. There's nice people. There's a lot of horrible people, too. Like. Where did you grow up? Yeah, well, I was born and raised in the, in the bond until I was nine, and then nine or ten, and then we moved to New Street Gardens. Um, which was great, wasn't it? Like, New Gardens, like a brand new house, you know, it was like, like moving to LA or something, you know, it was great, big park and yeah. football pitch and all. So that was great. Um, and then myself and myself, we got where we're living now and uh, we trust the chemistry of the flats in there, so that's great as well. So. Did you go from one flat? What do you think, what have you learned the most from living in the flats? Like, what's that, what has that taught you? Like, I love the flats. I didn't grow up in the flats. I'm just living there 20, 25 years or 23 yeah, years. Instead of blowing. Yeah, yeah, I've probably seen it as a blowing, but my dad lived, I lived in my dad's flat. I mean, I yeah. lived there and I, I moved in there. Yeah, I, yeah, I've talked 13 or 14 years in Kevin Street and I'd probably still have blowing there. Right. But, uh, it's mental, isn't it? I know someone know what, lives in there. See the, when the COVID hit? Yeah. At the start, I, even though I lived in flats, and Oliver Bond was great, great people lived in Oliver and still do. Yeah. And we had great neighbours down in the, the Hat and Coat department, as you call it. What's the Hat and Coat department? T block, so down on the case, you know that block? Oh, is that down where Gail Cullen lives? Yeah. She she was next door neighbour, don't mind Gail, she's not, she thinks she runs down flats. <laughs> down flats. But, uh, she's fucking sounds, uh, she's just every lovely message. Dead sounds, lovely. But uh, she'll tell you she reared me, she probably did, but. Uh, Made a great people in their flats. Oh, I don't she know about that. What did you ask me on this show for? <laughs> but, uh, I'm just stuck. No one else to come on. Yeah, that's exactly. Let me out. But uh, that, yeah, great people down the bond. Great people in Kevin Street. But when the COVID hit, man, I thought that's when I'd seen the best of the flats. Now when it, things was open back up, I says, ah, oh, they're going back to the round. I was probably fed up as well, you know. Yeah. There was a great thing there that you could, if you could harness that, keep the going, you know, like. But that's where all people that was sick and that was. A lot of people down the shops and down things like that, you know. Yeah, like, that's the one thing about the NRC and about the liberties, anyway, for sure. Like, there's so much help out there. Yeah. So I mean, I talk in, in workshops. I do, you know. I talk about the the the, the growing up, like growing up in the liberties in the 80s. Mm. Uh, it was a difficult environment, and it, it still can be a difficult environment. But you get what you look for, you know. And if you're looking for trouble, you get it. But also now I know for sure, growing up. If you're looking for help, you're looking for anything, people are willing to help you. Yeah. 
sometimes. What? Sometimes, I don't know, like I heard some blatant horror stories there, do you know? Um, what do you mean? Depends on what help you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? It depends on what help you're looking for or what else you're looking for. You know, it can be great, it can be overblown too. We know the Liberties is great and all. Um, I just love the Liberties, I love the area. But it can be overblown now, especially with the last 10 years, I think, with all the hipsters that they're moving in and they're blown about the Liberties and you know, yeah, but they that's they've run, they've run through. They wouldn't even get a bus through the place 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, know? it's become hip. Yeah, too hip sometimes. That it's probably a bit misleading. And what did he? What's the? Uh, what's this, what's the other term for it? Gentrification. Exactly. There's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of gentrification. Which look, you can't stop it. You can do. You have to go there. But that's their reality. What was what was life like for you growing up in the fucking in the flats? Yeah, it was. Mad, like it was. See, it was just normal. So it was only when you move from one place to another, you, you have some sort of judgment on it. Would you say it was a difficult experience, or was it a happy experience, or what way would you look uh, back at it? Or would you say it's a mix? I'd say it was a mix. Like I wouldn't say it was all uh, no. sunshine and rainbows, but <laughs> it was good. Like I, 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 I'd me pals in Alba Bond, but then I'd me pals in New Street, um, and then by the time I, was, I left New Street, sure I was ourselves then and then we, we had our mates then you know we still got the scholars so everywhere I went I found friends but um, I'm sure for other people it wasn't as good like anyone you know like in any, even any flats today it's yeah like there's parts of it like, good and bad when I look back and that's the same when I talk in workshops when I talk about my past I don't want to paint the picture that it was all bad but difficult times and it, it, it shaped me but there was also fucking great times. It was it was an adventure. Great times because like the flats would have been your park. You, some people you see on a, on a road or a street and they, they have they have to stay on that road or street where you, you walk around the flats. There's hundreds of people. Like, and what was know? that building behind the flats? You know, down Gangos. there. Gangos. Gangos. Yeah. 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 Mad spot. We weren't allowed in there now. Yeah. 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 But like I like that as well. You can be desensitized to a lot growing up in the in flats like over man. Like I remember the all the marches and the, the concerned parents against drugs and all that and then you'd be looking out the window and you'd see women's handbags getting snatches and you know all the drug problems that came with that as well so it wasn't like people would say ah yeah they're great and they are great yeah but don't man don't forget to mention the other side of it too yeah, it was yeah. quite horrific and yeah uh, that's what I mean. revealing to a, a kid of eight or nine you're looking and you nearly know what's what that's all about at that age which I don't know if it was a good thing, I don't know if no, it was a bad thing, time will tell, but... I've seen, I've seen, I don't know, I'm going to say, close to 10, maybe 10 people, Odin. Well, like, yeah. by the time I was 12 or 13. Jesus, that's fucking a lot. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. There was a place behind me, Ma's gaff, it was called the Butterfly, uh, Hanover Lane, so between John Dillon Street and Francis Street, down where my ma lives, you go up that road there, there was right. a, an old dump uh, called the Butterfly, it was a small wall. And lads used to jump over there and go over there and bang up. Terrible, and we used to be always in there. I'd go over my gaff. Well, look like? No, just we'd play in there. Oh, That's right. what, that was like our little adventure. Like oh, we'd yeah, build right. a camp and all in there, me and then we pal on the road. And the amount of lads we see in there that'd be like banging up and then they'd obviously OD and all. Like, yeah. into, like and that's the thing about growing up in the Liberties in the 80s for me was there was all of that yeah like and there's things that but that has to be mentioned as alongside oh yeah it was great we all had none but we had each other well 
there's another side to it other than that, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, I acknowledge that. Yes, it wasn't just Angela's ashes. We had nothing, but we were happy. Yes, yes, had nothing, but then there was a lot of crime, a lot of drug problems, you know. Huge, like, and sometimes you can look like deliveries with rose tainted glass, you know, that it's yeah, all great. But there was, I was earlier, yeah. there was trouble times. I know I mentioned that, but it wasn't all of that. No. Like now, it's not all of that and all of this. Yeah, it's, it's a mix. It's a mix. So mix you, yeah. Like, just difficult times or just difficult places and just trouble. But it can be like, not contradict myself, but it can be. It can be good to build character and see both sides of the coin. So when you hit your twenties. You're not just coming from Fox Rock where everyone comes in with a briefcase and you see what drug problems lead to and you can see violence where it leads to and then you can see what with friends and things like that. You know, you can yeah. you're getting a little glimpse into all sides. Yeah, no, as I when I as I say, when I do talks and I do works, I always say, I say, like, yeah, this used to be my poison, the trouble that happened to me, the bad things that happened, all that, but now it's my potion because I have lived experience. Yeah. I you know, I've gone through it, I understand, you know, yeah. I understand struggle, I understand fear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we grew up in this but and we might have had the crack and all, but we still there's a level of fear. Like yeah. we knew somebody ODing or somebody fucking robbing handbags or armed robberies, I've seen armed robberies, I've seen guns. It may sound fun at the time, but there's a fucking level of fear there. Big time, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and that's that doesn't just go away. It fucking comes with you. And I still fucking remember it. Yeah, well, it's probably a good thing. What? Probably a good thing. What are you kidnapping me in a van for? Where should I let it What's going on here? Where are we going? This thing tax insured. You never know. It's on the flats. Stick the heat now, will you? It's freezing. You're so fucking precious. Are you cold? I'm a bit nippy. I'll take my jacket off. This is not the fucking Late Late Studios you're yeah, in. I'm a boy band member, Emily. Yeah, um, that's the, that's the thing, isn't it, about the fucking the growing up. You can you can use it as a as a catalyst to fucking for success, or you can or you can complain and piss them out yeah. about it. Like when I'm having challenging times, I think back on my past. You know, if you get through things, you know, it's as you say, it's character building, isn't it? Yeah. And when did you start doing all that kind of? The work that I do? Yeah, what would you call it? Like, well-being and... Oh, did you... Like, I, not the workshops now. When did you start off at all? This, uh, this whole change of yeah, path? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in 2000 and 2007, I was doing a bit of fucking... Knocking out a bit of stuff and I was doing a bit of door work and life wasn't going too well. Right. And I got a letter to, to, to go to uh, an employment officer and... Uh, you get it, he says you have to get a job and oh, he says I don't want a job, I have a kind of a job and I'm selling stuff and uh, he said well you need to or you're going to get yourself into trouble from the social farewell. Yeah. Uh, so you weren't selling leaflets around, you know, I spot the balls you were. No, he was uh, knocking out a bit of stuff. Right, yeah. right, right. And uh, yeah that was the road to Damascus and it was time to fucking to, to, to let go of my second phone, or two phones. I'm writing a book at the moment called From Two Phones to Write Poems. So it was, it was, and it's around transformation. It's around transforming. And if we look back on our life, we'll see we'd have many, many episodes of changing, but we didn't acknowledge them. Like, you know, look at your, what you talked about, the COVID and learning. That was a change. That's what transformation period, but we don't acknowledge them. And then when we come into a difficult time, we face them like we've never faced them before and we lose our shit. Yeah. But what I try to talk about is that we've been here before, it just looks different. It's like the Scooby-Doo character with just a different mask. 
Do you know what I mean? Does that not make sense? No, no. Like, so we say, we say we have a difficult period in our life, right? right? So say something, a medical problem comes up or something comes up. It elicits the same reaction. Fear, uncertainty, oh. panic, anxiety, right? Right. And we, we, we say we get through it, right? So then another problem comes along. What's the same feelings and emotions it triggers? Anxiety, uncertainty, yeah. panic and thing. And in them moments, I go, I've been in this position before, right. it just looks different. Yeah, so we can do it again. Yeah, if it's so, done before, I'll do it again. Yeah, so we'll yeah. say you're a boxer. Yeah. Same fucking thing, panic, uncertainty, but it's just a different fighter. Right. You're just fighting another fucking mad cunt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's transformation. That's like, we as human beings struggle with change. But here's the thing, we go through trains all the fucking time. Yeah. And if you and I from the flats or people from the flats and I say this when I worked in disabilities this can be your catalyst to change to success you can use this as a platform to bounce forward yeah like if you go through a disability or a hardship in the flats or a, 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 a bereavement in your family when you get through this which you will you can look back and go well I got through that shit why would I not get through the next one do you know what I mean yeah so when I started doing the, the change then it just it just one thing led to the next. I never I never planned to do it. Yeah. And then when I got to it and I started working in the field like health and well being and I started working in a hospital, I have to say I couldn't be doing what I'm doing, taking drugs, drinking, uh, all the debauchery things, working with people with disabilities if I did that. So I had to start oh, yeah. looking at me past. Yeah. Well the, the I remember when your video started coming out. Yeah. I remember I come just like if I'm having a blade niggle with him or I'm having a niggle with her, is it him or is it her or is it me? You know, so I was kind of checking myself and the, watching the videos was making me aware of it nearly. Like, am I doing all I can or is it just me presuming that it's them? You know, and then I, after checking myself, going, Do you know what? Maybe I was being a bit bitchy there or maybe I was being a bit of an arsehole there. To the benefit of the devil, send the texts, how's things, how, you know, sorry if I was being a bit of an asshole there yesterday or whatever. And, that was the response from them then was great and I was going, do you know what, maybe need to have a little check of myself more often, you know, just don't be presuming. Yeah, you know? like perception is reality, but it's not fact. Like, and here's the thing about growing up in a hostile environment, right? If you grew up in a hostile environment, whether you're in a middle class area, working class, it doesn't matter, you can grow up in a hostile environment, you know, when I mean hostile environment, say your parents was a drink or took drugs or mental health problems, if you grew up in those areas, the chances are you will perceive a lot of things through the eyes of fear. Mm. So although we go into an interaction with a partner or one of our family member, we may be looking through the eyes of fear because we think that we're gonna go hurt. Like me and you started this podcast, before we started we went, we were both nervous yeah. because we fear the unknown. Yeah, yeah, we like we have this thing that's called negative bias and we, we, we're always looking for danger to stay safe. Mm. So you couple that with the fact that you came from a, a, a difficult background so every, you're always your your amygdala in your brain is always looking for a fucking danger to stay safe. Yeah. Yeah. So if somebody sends you a text or says something, you're like like you said, what's so what me uncle bleeding has a fucking yeah. hairband? Yeah. What's your fucking problem? Yeah. Or he's just going, I say I don't have a hairband. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, yeah. Fucking relax there, mate. Like yeah. Rat oil, yeah. And you're bouncing your guitar off his head. Oh wrapping around his neck, yeah, no, but that is it, you're right spot on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's but here's the thing, innit, Mick? It's about it's about being open. To Give the, it a bash, yeah. It, to, to be open to, to that way of thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but if you would have said this to me 
let's go 10 years ago, no, longer than 10 years ago, 2006, I would have said some derogatory, homophobic things to you. Homophobic is what I was saying, that's the first thing that I did. Yeah, and I don't want to say them, I don't want to insult them, but I know. see you're bleeding queer or he's What's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So like, I just went back to education, 2010, I was doing a science degree, and this is how contradictory I was. So 2010, I started in science, so two years I was class rep, and we had this guy come in, and he was teaching what was known as alternative medicine, right? Meditation, Reiki, Qi Dung, uh, and all this kind of thing. And I was forever being up in the science department going, there's some fucking prick down there teaching bleeding chi dung and meditation. I'm on a I'm on twigs, the funny bang out of them. I'm on a science program. Yeah, I'm yeah. into molecules and atoms and yeah. H2O and you have some fella in there singing gun by I get him out of here. Yeah. And they were like, no, it's a new way, and I was always moaning. And now ten years later, I'm teaching meditation and I'm selling yeah. gun and I'm selling gun by ah. Well even in the skills now, in the primary skills, they have like a little ten minute where they just Kind of focus on that breed, and that's like, like a small little form of meditation, yeah. which I think is great. And Fran are they doing that? Like, it's just kind of if the kids are getting a bit too hyped, just kind of brings them back to it's brilliant. You know? it's, oh, I truly believe you know, I think it'd be a great thing around the area is bringing in into schools is like emotional well being, you know, talking about your emotional intelligence, talking about you know, uh, feelings and emotions, and and educating kids around that, but also educating parents yeah well like you know you have like little Johnny going to school like little Mary and they're doing gratitude class and wellness and then they're going home and yeah. the mums and dads are struggling yeah like in the flats or in the, the housing state or something like that through finance through their own health and well-being like that's hard so I think parents need to be looked at as well what do you think yeah I 100% agree Um I think my generation was the last one to just get past all that kind of awareness and skills I think it's a big thing the last maybe 10, 15 years. Maybe not practicing it, but trying to educate people on it. You know? Yeah. Would, would feelings and emotions, um, would feelings and emotions be something that your family talked about growing up? Yeah. No, no. My family now, oh yeah. No, growing up? Definitely not, no. no. You sit in and go, well, how, like, no. how was your day? I wasn't great. How does that make you feel? Not know that. <laughs> Get on with it. Get your car race me in the bed. Sure. You actually got car race, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. But, uh, no, that's the way it was for everyone. Yeah, and so, that's here. You know, I'm not fucking slating your man. No, no, your family. Great. It's, it was. That's just everyone's. That was just know, like that's even just the way it was. I was in the gaff there uh, this morning in my mask, and my dad was just struggling today. He's having a few difficult moments and talking to me as we do we talk to each other separately and differently how is he and she's like is he all right and then he'd say to me how's your man oh it's yeah. just mad right yeah, Boris yeah. families so it's talking to me mom my mom was like oh your dad was gonna say something the other day and he says can i say something to me mom was like not today if it's gonna hurt me feelings and i looked at me mom going in my mind going are you for fucking really he wants to tell you something but i had to be mindful that that, that's a difficulty for her. Although I'm not all about feelings and emotions, she didn't grow up in that yeah, area. It's a big change as well. And my mum's like, should I let him? I says, well, man, you can't be his counsellor and his lover and his wife. I says, and plus, it's none of my business how you can be that. Do you think you can be too aware of that? Do you think, like... Oh, like, I, you, I, you, I, if you if yeah. it rains, you want to talk about how the rain makes you feel bad. Like, I think, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I think you can be too a little bit of... A little bit of a balance of... Not tough love, but... 
Okay, if you're genuinely upset about something, absolutely. I hear, what you, I, cry with you. I hear what you're trying to say. Yeah. Like, because sometimes you can, well, as my daughter, slag, now she doesn't slag me, but she calls me Captain Deep. Sometimes I can be too deep. Mm. Like I go into everything. I go into everything. Jesus, a bit of a, bit, a bit of a fall. I'm like, oh, what happened here, Mick? Heating. Yeah, right. Yeah, all Not right. The heat off. That's my fault. It's grand. That's you with your heat. Yeah, no, You're nice, so precious. Nice now, so you can knock it off. Uh, yeah, no. Sometimes we can be a bit too deep. And we can get lost in the fields and emotion and we can get smothered by it where you sometimes have to practice resilience yeah. and getting on with it. That's what I mean. So it, and there's like, a balance of it, obviously. Yeah, you, if you get too into it, then you become all about that. That You know, sometimes you have to just get on with it. I know there is a no. sense of, like, resilience is about bouncing back. You know, it's not about staying in that moment and yeah. bouncing forward. And that's the good thing about growing up where we grew up. Without even asking for it. We've been taught a lot of resilience. Yeah. Whether you, you know, like it or not. Whether you like yeah. or not, like, you know, yeah. what is resilience? It's the ability to bounce back. And where yeah. do we get it? Age, sex, experience, epigenetics, whatever you want to call it. And it's about moving forward. And that's what resilience is all about. And yeah, as you say, sometimes you can be, you can stay in it too long. Yeah. But we don't live there. You like, that's we don't live in that people, past. Like, people that aren't probably feeling down if they're too connected with their emotions. You know, as I said, you know, not something as silly as that. I'm just using that as an example, because like, it's raining now. Oh, it's raining, I don't feel, I don't think I'll go to work. You know, there's some lads that I think, I like it with everything, but I think they kind of use that. Yeah. They use that card, you know. Say that to me again. So, some lads that, uh, for instance, I know a lad, and he, he, he walks at this, in a, in a place and if yeah. there's a few lads in the, on the session all weekend right. and they don't want to go home they don't want to have a sick day they go and see him so we're not feeling well today and all that you know what I mean that actually yeah, that's yeah so I'm saying that's people abusing the, the yeah. whole muddy in the waters with it too you yeah, know yeah 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 like some people says to me when they go talking about the podcast he goes mental health is vogue right now and I fucking it irks me they hear that because someone that has struggles I would hope to God that someone but people do that you know yeah. like back pain like fucking leg pain like death in the family yeah, many people true, yeah. do you know what I mean people do that mm. uh, but look as your point what you're saying is sometimes yeah acknowledge the feelings and emotions and talk about it but we can't stay there forever and there has to be a certain amount of let's get on with it yeah like you gotta work through mm. it too mm. you know you can't stay at home in bed and hide away from the world forever wallow which you can't wallow either like well you, you can for the time I suppose but ah look you have to you know if you're struggling or, or saying, anyway I wouldn't project my thing on someone to tell me you can't stay there forever people will do what they gotta do but for me I'm struggling I acknowledge it yeah but I will there will be an element of having to fucking get on with it as well. Mm. And that comes from the flats as well, doesn't it? I think so, yeah. The whole, as I said, you grew up and grew There's times where you have to grow up and grow and so times you can't, like, you know, as you said, a death, if you'll have to allow yourself time to, before you can start going, oh, well, let's get back out and get on the horses, they say, you know? But as we said earlier, there is a movement around, and especially around the liberties, that lads are talking about feelings and emotions yeah. and talking about that struggling. can only be good as well that's 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 a that's a great thing I think yeah you know because especially for younger lads if you see all the lads talk about it as you were saying earlier when you were 18, 19 
you wouldn't be mentioning that like that, you know, which is probably a crying shame because probably people that has died um, be probably still here, you know, so yeah, it's good that there's lads talking about it now. Yeah. Uh, in regards to growing up and people want to take up new hobbies, like you know what you did, what 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 would you say to people? I just to do fucking that? do it, really. Just get it. Like uh, as I said to you, when I got I was eighteen and I got the guitar and I was mortified. Like you know, you at the time you wouldn't be putting gel in your hair. You know what I mean? You're getting slaughtered for wearing gel. So do you encourage your young blessed and oh, your young absolutely. one? Absolutely, I'd nearly try over encourage it. You know, yeah, when you go yeah. to him, I do like, that. The, the young Alex, he had the keyboard. He's very, very smart lad. Had the keyboard, and within the night he, he could play three or four songs. I was like, keep at this, I'll get, go do lessons on. He's like, yeah. Oh, and you were after like... Christmas, and I'm going, no, like, <laughs> I'm trying to do. Nah, then you can't force it on the meter, you and know. You have to let them have their own path, don't you? The way for them to come back around, I suppose, but I think every kid should have to come through school learning at least one instrument. It's, it's, it's a great release playing an instrument. Yeah. You know, that, that's why I got the guitar, and then after three or four days, when I could make something that sounds a little bit like a song, I just thought it was the In the room, on my own, like, just loving it. But I definitely encourage anyone if they are thinking of playing an instrument now. I'm no expert in the guitar or anything like it, but definitely, even just for sitting in the in the bedroom playing it, it's it's amazing. It's, it's a great release, as I said. As you said there, release, creation is the opposite to destruction, right? And in playing music, music is a form of expression and it's vibration and sound and it's healing and there's so much more going on than just banging on your guitar. Yeah. And plus, it's a very mindful and meditative practice yeah. just playing the guitar. Yeah. Just focusing on that. Like it's, yeah, because right. what's meditation? Meditation is just a tool or the techniques for practicing just doing one thing. You can't be working out Pythagoras' theorem while fucking banging out chords. Do you no, know what yeah, I mean? You're, just thinking you're fully what's next, in yeah. that mindful moment. Yeah, yeah so I'd really encourage anyone to yeah, Tim Whistle or Anton, a bower on a played in tambourine, anything. Just get something to start. Because as I started as a Tim Whistle, and if you get a tune out of that, it says, oh, I'm gonna give the guitar a go. Straight on to adverts, 40 euro. They're just there. That's you have to drive past with a ball up and fucking get it there. Yeah. 40 quid. The thing was in bits, but it, it done the job. Like, um, I only got a cheapy up, it says, if this is another phase, it's a, a week or two, and I want to get rid of it, well, there's not, not much lost on it, you know? But isn't it dead that you become successful at it? I mean, success, you learn how to play it, and that gives yeah. you confidence then, and you can bring that confidence then into other things. Yeah, absolutely. She went over the gym, you know, You feel like you're a lot more confident now. Absolutely, that's yeah. what I'm telling you. We went over the gym, you confident on a front sometimes. You know, like you go, you go into Ryan's and no, in elements, like the yeah. parts of it's not mean I'm confident in every yeah, fucking yeah. field. No, definitely, like you go into Ryan's and I, I wouldn't fit, although when my miss was there, it's fucking mad. But, <laughs> but if she wasn't there, like you'd swear I was down this 10 years. You yeah, know, you're going yeah. in, yeah, it's a story. And because you know, you yeah. can play the song, you know, you can sing it, yeah. you know, if the lads there were just singing and yeah. playing, if you even if you do make a boo, they can step in and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, recover yeah. us. So we, we nearly have a little routine, and so you're walking in and it's it's becoming routine for us you know so you would be confident doing it because you know what's coming you know what's next and but yeah absolutely we were over in Germany that's what I'm telling you right so yeah. last year we got this gig uh, Tommy got this gig for us through the company Mercury so he's like nah it's my girl that journey and like yeah you are real he says I'm telling you I think it was in around May summer time anyway I've been paid back right so we got over there and here I was I'm real like what if the, the few hundred people was there 
what if some of these are real musicians? Like, what's, they, they could probably pick up the guitar and do it better than me, you know? So there was a bit of like a, a way of bluffers here. Like, there's no way we're going to get away with this. Imposter syndrome. I know, I'm aware of that, but it wasn't, it was just, yeah, it was imposter syndrome. It was just there going, Jesus Christ, if we make a mistake, of all these lads here, some of them have to be in, like play an instrument, musicians like, and I'm sure they're, they're looking. But I, then I got over that. I'm sure, we thought it was Ronnie Drew on the main stage. Yeah, what? Uh, I thought it was Ronnie Drew then on oh, the stage. Fucking you know what brilliant. I mean? But yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I thought it was a wind up, and then all of a sudden I can't fly out. Good luck, I was over the airport. I couldn't fucking right. believe it when I seen you. You know, I mean, it's like that is incredible. The very first gig we done was in the Liberty Bell. Yeah, uh, Town the Bell was dead sound lad. You know. Really nice lad, and uh, George actually gave us the, the start. Yeah. So we done a couple of Monday nights up there, and then from there we went to the Four Provinces. Um, your man from Four Provinces, well, another lovely fella, like. Yeah. We just do come in, lads, and then give us a few gargles, and yeah. Um, so we had built up different, and a little kitty then. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So then from there came the the right the. Germany gig and then we got the Ryan's gig. Tom got that Ryan's gig. Tom's our we call him the Cornell Parker, you know, he goes around, he's 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 at Cornell Parker what, you know. He's the <laughs> Did you see that film Elvis? I did. What do you think? Yeah, that was good, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was good. I saw that Louis you had on it. Yeah, yeah, no, he's heartbroken there watching it, but an absolute genius and such a performer, it was incredible. Yeah, well, my old lad's a big Elvis fan anyway, so what did he think of it? Yeah, oh, he, well, he's pretty critical, you know. It was all right, he tell you, you know, he didn't think it was great. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I think when you're growing up, as Elvis, probably my dad's hero, you have him up there, you don't want to see all the, oh, the other side right, of him, maybe, right, you know, right, maybe right. there's an element to that, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was a good movie. But anyway, Tom's at Cornell Parker, Tom's going around scouting gigs left, right, and centre. But he's dragging us to, to Frankfurt in Germany, and then he got that gig in Ryan's. Just the best thing that happens because the bigger crowd yeah. is a super night. Certainly. Yeah. I interviewed a guy called Steve Gunn. I interviewed him over. He's an actor. He was in Fairly Shitty and uh, he, uh, he's done other stuff and yoga and blah blah. And I remember saying to him, I met him yesterday, he came into the market and I said, One thing you said was very profound in the interview. I said to you about people, you know, playing gigs in Temple Bar or Wexbury till they make it. And he said to me, That's making it. And that blew my mind, right? Because I would always thought, you know, Premier League, X Factor, million dollar contract, that was making it. But yeah. actually just going and turning up yeah. in the pub, playing, doing the things you love to do, me doing these videos, me interviewing superstars like you, yeah. that's making it. Yeah. Like, that's it. I'm doing something that I love, you know? Yeah, you're well, doing something that you love, whether you're good or fucking bad at it, yeah. your perception, that's fucking making, isn't it? And, like, that... We, we, we got invited over by your man George Murphy. Did you see that too? Then the Rising Suns, George Murphy. Anyway, he is, he'd be Premier League at what we're doing, that gigging right. thing. Yeah. Now, I know you're saying we made already, and you're right, we did. Yeah. As soon as I play, can play a song in the bedroom, I'm at the making it, because yeah. that's what I wanted. Yeah. Never mind all the, the gigs and all that. Yeah. But this fella uh, had seen our video. We went the same before the Christmas up, he was upstairs in the bar, probably was real intimate gig, with Debbie. And uh, he happened to tell me, loads of time for us now, and he came over and he was like, I don't know, he's a damn well. He gave us a follow and he, one of our songs, he gave it a share. Now, anyway, he avoided, Paul runs the Instagram page. Yeah. He had text Paul saying, I'm over in the bomb house on a Monday. The flock should come over. Flock. The 
Tommy's in Australia at the moment visiting his young play. So Paul says, You wanna go over? Oh, fucking right. Just, like like these little opportunities that come yeah, up. Like you yeah. were saying to me, you come in the van here. I didn't. I said, "Fuck it, yeah, give it up." As you're, you're, you're saying, "says fuck it, why not?" Is it? Yeah, fuck it, why not? Yeah. Is the song? Yeah, fuck it. But uh, we went why over there, I? and these lads are, well, to me anyway, they're top ranks. Like your man yeah. was on uh, that Ireland's next star or something like that a few years ago. He's toured in Ireland and the UK now. But myself and Paul went over. That's what I'm saying. So myself and Paul's only two years down the car, and we were able to hold their own with these. As I'd say, proper musicians, yeah, 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 yeah. extremely talented yeah, yeah. and singers, and they thought they were very complimentary to us too. Which Brilliant. I thought was a really left there thinking, yeah. "Boy, I'm ballads, you know." Deadly, yeah. isn't it great? And that's like why why you interview you for the podcast. We're after being talking now for forty eight minutes, and we're covered feelings and emotions, doing new things, fucking doing the things you love. You know, in spite of having a difficult background, in spite of your fears, in spite of like, the voice inside saying, I'm shit, I'm crap, I'm not good at this, I shouldn't be here. You still went on and done it. So, if anyone's watching this podcast, that's why you're watching it. Like, I, I listened to Frankie Gaffney. He was my first interviewer, interview on the podcast, right? I listened to Frankie on it, I don't know, TV3 or something like that. And he's articulate, he wrote a book, and yeah, he had an inner city accent. And I says, I sound like him. I could do that. Yeah. I'd love to be on. I'd love to. And he inspired me. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, you were sitting here waffling away, having the chats, but somebody, hopefully, from the flats or someone struggling with their mental health, yeah. sees two fucking cunts in the van and goes, Your man's from the bar. Your man's from Kevin Street. I knew soon. He's playing the guitar. Although so he's only a blow in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I see your point. Yeah. Well, hopefully, if someone does say, um, I'm sure if the lads in the bills will <laughs> let me know the other side of it. And even your kids. I yeah. know they're probably sick of you, but what I'm seeing, like kids do what we do, not what we say. So if they see you taking a chance, putting yourself out there, trying new things, yeah. they'll be in sports. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They, they, we might tell them, do this and do that. They don't listen. They'll watch what we do. And my dad does that. And my mom does that. And kids yeah. swimming are unconscious. Monkey say, monkey do. Yeah. yeah. Don't be, don't be, don't be uh, rude to your neighbours, and then your man's out throwing bricks at the fucking yeah. neighbour. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I grew up with that. Yeah. My man be like, that oh, fucking. Then yeah. my man, that oh, fucking great. But do you know what I mean? Kids see it, and my kids yeah. see me being kind to people, or me being fucking erratic, and it spreads into them. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, we're we're, we're fifty three minutes. Uh, what's the one thing you would like people to take away? After listening to this interview or this chat, it's not an interview, yeah. it's a chat. Well, people will probably take away what they want of it anyway. Like some people probably go, you know, playing spout now and again. <laughs> but uh, what you touched on there at the end, if there is someone watching that and uh, they would like, like to learn an instrument or that, like, I'm not just about an instrument, but they take what they want from it. Um, as the saying goes, some fella tell you, I'm loveliest fella in the world another fella tell you I'm a shite bag believe them both as the, what's the thing yeah. uh, I treat people as no I don't treat people equally I, I treat them as they're, they treat me or something along the lines of that so well, some people what they want to take from this they'll take from it anyway but if there is a message as I said if someone's thinking of maybe playing an instrument just take it and start slow start with something go for it and not only just an instrument anything singing in the flats Chance to sing in a band, chance to go to Frankfurt, chance to do that, go for it. 
Go. You never know. It's a big thing, Try. isn't it? It's gay. like as I say when I talk in Jump schools. In the deep end. Beyond the wall of fear is great success. Mm. I and mean, if you taste, as you said, you you hit a note one time and you thought you were deadly. That is fucking. That is that is the motivation. It's unreal. It's, you, you know, want to do more, more and more, yeah, yeah. and that like it, it changes biochemically in our brain. But isn't it? Isn't it mental? What stops us? It's our own fear. It's we're the barriers to our own success. And as I said, even this like ten minutes before, I was oh jeez, what am I that put myself into this for? Yeah, I'm like that when I go to talks and skills. It was just a genuine chat. It could be any chat that you'd have side by side of it in a bar or watching a match, you know? Yeah, like it's and that's 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 the work that I hope to do is to inspire. Like when I started doing the work in the podcast, uh, Magic Minds, it was all about impacting my own area, impacting my own community, and then the likes of you and the lads and Darren Bowles send me over a message. If it right, that's yeah. it, and that's what this these conversations are about. It's about trying to inspire our own, and then we build it out. And so, does anyone listen to this? It's about trying to inspire them to go for it, because the only thing standing our way is ourselves, isn't it? Pull up your jocks and dive in. Balls deep. Pull your jacks down and dive in. <laughs> yeah, don't so, bother. Come here. I don't think your missus have anything to give out about today. No, we, it was we, kind of nice. I was like, no, I'm going to go into rambles now. And I've probably done a bit of rambling there, but no, it was nothing bad. I don't, well, we'll see. Well, she won't even listen. That. She won't even listen she to you singing. Listen, she won't even listen to this. She'd be, she be mortified. She'd be squeezing her ass cheeks stuck at that under the pillows there's no oh, way I'm I'd say there. she's shitting that she's going to lose you're going to be yeah, a superstar no, you know she's what I mean? just, <laughs> I don't, you make her cringe she, she should have, when I started doing that around the flat she was going oh Jesus Christ why is it you all the time someone has to do it I fucking loved it I used to watch a video I was thinking I was inspired I fucking loved doing it it was great it was like a big party running around singing along it's about like it's about entertainment and it's about connecting into that it's it's going back right doing that kind of stuff for me right I want to do more entertainment I want to do more performing but there's a part of me that's shy and embarrassed uh, and is afraid to play like Mm. I've struggled to play with me me younger kid like lose myself and play because I get embarrassed so when I was watching you singing and doing shit I was like that's freedom to me that is fucking freedom you're free from your thoughts you're free from judgement you were just lost and that is that is the essence of mindfulness and meditation right there Mm. is getting lost in the moment not worrying about your thoughts fears and and judgement that's deadly in what you're doing yeah yeah I find songs do that, like, especially if it's a song you really like, you know, you, you, you should say it there. Like, like my dad painting, my dad yeah. fucking loves painting, that him is therapy. Mm. Like you're finding singing and performing and... You know, a bit of painting and work as well, a bit of therapeutic you're, work there you're, with, a, you know. you're a brother of the brush as well, I am, you? yeah. When I used to go working with me dad years ago, I fucking hate it. I used to be rolling walls thinking, I wish I fucking passed yeah. me. <laughs> it's monotonous. I, I wish I fucking yeah. passed me yeah. into Yeah, I fucked that, yeah. And I just wasn't into it. But I fucking dropped me dad to jobs and he's like a dog with two Mickey's on Yeah. He fucking loves it. You know, we were talking about that with the the, rad, uh, the, the radio and his little flask of tea Yeah, yeah. So look, there we have it. Uh, Hopefully that inspires you. Minutes. 55 minutes of absolute fucking waffles. Absolute pure harsh shite. <laughs> Look, Mick, thanks very much for that. Fucking legend. Uh, guys, hopefully you found some inspiration. I did. I was inspired by Mick before we get in the van, before we had this chat. I watch. I watch anyone that links in with me, sends me messages in the podcast. We become linked. 
I just love the fact that somebody sends out kindness and make done that. Loads of lads in the liberties. Fucking, I love the liberties. Yeah, it has its its difficulties. Like anywhere in the world, it has its difficulty. But I look for love, and I think it's a rapid place. Uh, all my interviews are brought to you by Noel Rowley from Rooney Media Graphics. Uh, all the work that I do is all sponsored by him. Absolute legend. Shout out to Shannon's Hopeline. Shout out to Fran and Chris from the Liberty Super on doing amazing work thanks to anyone that shares me podcast please share this with people uh, I'm sure that there's some healing or therapeutic effect in there for some of us share it with family and friends I'd really appreciate it there's me with me bag and bone yeah yeah uh, and the flock of boards every Wednesday night at oh, half nine in Ryan yeah. yeah I was waiting I was waiting you know right? yeah look Go at him he's not a bit fucking shy now is he and remember Mind your little self. Mind your little self. Uh, where can people find you? Social media or on social, social media, flock of boards. Uh, Facebook, flock of boards. Oh, that's as far as we go. We don't do TikTok. Yeah, so if you, want to, if you want to invite them around for your gaffer, just a, a, a personal session, you want them to do your 24s, bar mitzvah, yeah. your hands, your stags. Bar mitzvah. <laughs> You don't can't think you're asking for bleeding look we're in a world of ex- uh, we, inclusion we a few of them so we're, we're, we're all about inclusion on this podcast but uh, if you want to hurt them you know where to find them uh, apparently they're alright deadly is that bleeding deadly right so that's the wrap go on mate mind your little self you up the flats you up the Magic Minds podcast take care you up the flats I'm undefeated, oh Jumping out of my skin, pull the cord Yeah, I believe it, oh The past is everything we were Don't make us who we are So I'll dream until I make it real And all I see is stars It's not until you fall Chase the sun, find the beautiful We will glow in the dark, turning dust to gold And we'll dream